I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, one and all. Welcome to episode 102 of the famous Strap Gallatin Sports Pit. That is Strap Gallatin. Get in the pit. Get in the pit. <laughs> you get in the pit, you stay in the pit. Um, hi, I'm Brandon. I have the other three with me, the usual guys. Hey, fellas. Hey, hey Brandon. Hey there, how's it going? There we go. Um, so, on the docket, uh, we may... Or may not, depending on how this all works out, have some live reactions to the wild playoff game, which uh, actually means nothing to listeners because this is recorded. So that's idiotic as usual. Um, maybe some hoops. Eh, who knows what else? But um, first, let's gripe a little bit about the Twins. Um, it's a very important tradition for me to talk about this team that I don't care about every week. Um one thing that I uh, just a, a good thing to know in life is uh, uh, one way to be considered really good at your job is to follow someone who is absolutely incompetent. Um, and I'm figuring this out with Paul Molitor in particular because I missed the game last night, but correct me if I'm wrong. Paul Molitor did a totally reasonable managerial move of bringing in a good reliever in the eighth inning rather than the ninth inning. And now we are all um, up in arms about what a forward-thinking, strategic, uh, good sign this is for our Minnesota Twins franchise. Yes? No? Yes. Just his mere ability to think rationally seems to be putting him above... It's putting him above Ron Gardner in most of our minds. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but also true, right? The game's on the line. We might want our one good reliever in the game. What do you guys think? Are you it's are you sure? It's a really good idea that somebody yelled at me on Twitter like at two in the morning about. Really? It's hilarious. What was Let their issue? It. What was their problem? Let me pull it. Um, someone would be being a Perkins apologist because I'm friends with them. Oh, that's <laughs> so right. Oh, is it? Uh, I think you retweeted it. You were a Perkins shill, right? Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Let me just get it up here. Search through all of your your very many. Really? Because you're a Perkins shill? Perkins is not automatic like most expect him to be. ERA and whip escalating alarmingly. Whoa, escalating alarmingly. Yeah. Jesus. 
That's terrible news. It's a sample size to start the year to be that down on Glenn Perkins. Yeah. He, really, you re- he must really have liked how Casey Fien was basically just walking on a goddamn tightrope the entire eighth inning. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Jesus. I, uh, I'm wondering whatever. what level of coaching, if somebody did the same thing, would you be legitimately pressed in their, impressed at their coaching ability? Like... Like fourteen-year-old baseball, fifteen-year-old. I mean, this—it's a very <laughs> common, normal thing to do. But we're so um, um, the opposite of spoiled uh, with garden hire uh, that uh, it's actually something that's like, hey, maybe this is an organizational shift into regular wow. old competence. I can't believe we did that. Very obvious thing <laughs> that others have done for twenty years straight. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it just it yeah, it goes to show you how uh beaten down we are as a fan base that uh we are we are grasping at straws and that's another example. Um what is the uh opinion of the job that Molitor's done thus far? Uh 9% of the way through the season. Obviously our our point of view is no one gives a shit anyway, but within that guys, um he's kind of just is what he is, but a little bit better than Gardy. Yeah. I I find myself a lot less angry about Paul Molitor's decisions because he's doing stuff like platooning terrible players so at least they get the advantage of uh, advantage of facing a right-hander or facing a left-hander more, most of the time and doing stuff like putting in Glenn Perkins in the eighth inning. So I, I suspect that five years from now, after five years of Paul Molitor, I'll be sick of him too because he'll do some of the same things. Yeah. But at least it's something different, and it's slightly better. Yeah, that's true. How has he been with um, with shifts so far? Um, he's been doing some of them, right? So none of us have cable. So that's not entirely accurate. I, we just have better things to do than watch the Twins. Yeah, we all have families, and it's like, well, do I want to turn on the Twins tonight? And waste my evening watching this baseball team that makes me so angry in my soul or do i just want to spend time with my loved ones and try to be a good father and or husband the other night uh, the wild won that uh what mo- monday night the wild won mm-hmm. a very exciting game so uh, after the game i immediately turned over the twins game it was like 4 to 1 or something i don't remember but they uh like within 30 seconds it was 7 to 1 they were losing. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not ruining my night with this yep. fucking band of goofballs. I'm not doing it. So I turned him off. Just turned him off. Went to bed. They had Clarence's guy Kyle Gibson pitching, and he was pitching pretty well. Jesus. And then somebody hit a fly ball to left field, and as Waldo Garcia went back casually and did like the put my glove up by the shoulder to catch it because I'm so cool, and it literally missed both his body and his glove. Just went right <laughs> between them. It's amazing. <laughs> it just, how did that happen? It, like, hit him in the forearm. It didn't even hit him in the heel of the glove and pop out. It missed his glove entirely. They're losing in very interesting um, ways. I will give them that. There's enough to talk about. Tonight, Tory Hunter tried to steal home for some weird with, fucking, with, our, no, with a good with hitter. Bases loaded. Bases loaded you know, and a good did. hitter at the plate. No, he didn't. Vargas. Who was at the plate? Vargas, he's good. He's he could do some damage. He already doubled tonight. 
I, I haven't seen it. Once Wild came on, I he did not try to steal home with Vargas at the plate. He tried to steal home, and um, and did if he I ha- assume Vargas was like. I mean, Vargas is big, but he doesn't block the catcher's view <laughs> entirely. I mean, what? Well, he's also batting from the left, I believe. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, guys, he, he blocks the catcher's view. Really, Tori? Because he's actually hitting left-handed right now. The catcher can see you fine. See, wave at him. Yeah, he's waving yeah, back. Vargas started. And I think the strangest thing is they're always going to be. Yeah, I think it was. A, no, it was. Um, uh, who cares? Um, no, never mind. That was last time. I'm not paying any attention to them. It doesn't matter. I'm sorry. Keep going. Guthrie or something. Anyway, um, ah, you're right. Fuck. Who cares? So he uh, decided to steal home because the guy, the uh, pitcher, was in the windup, and a bunch of people on Twitter, and I don't know, if maybe it's two people or a thousand people. I'm not sure. Are saying, well, he saw an opening there because the guy, for some reason, the pitcher spaced and started going into the windup. And that is a thing that happens a lot. Pitchers go to the windup with two outs and a guy on third yep. base. That's not a that's not an uncommon thing by any means. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see it. Some so for when I'm pitching, I'll usually go in the windup if this guy had just on third. If the bases are loaded, I usually stay in the stretch just in case I get into three two, and I want them to leave that much earlier. But still, you don't fucking. That's not an excuse at all. That is not even an iota of an excuse. It's not necessarily a terrible idea. You you look at it and you say, all right, this could be an opportunity to score a run. But here's the thing. Since Torrey Hunter turned about 27 years old, he's assumed in his mind that he's still 25 and he's still really fast and really athletic and can do stuff. And he has been ruining Twins games with this assumption that he's still fast and good at stuff for years. Remember that ALCS game when, or yep. I guess it was a divisional playoffs where he decided he was going to come in and make a super awesome sliding catch. I was at that game. He was, he was even old at that point, so he missed it by like 30 feet and it went for an inside the park home run. One even of- back then. <laughs> and that was literally eight years ago when he was still a middle-aged person. Yeah. That was one of the he more was, embarrassing plays I've seen of somebody who just... He was I, doing that crap. You know, I've talked about it before, but the idea of intensity is really helpful in a lot of sports, but it's really harmful in baseball. You don't want to have this intensity, get pumped up, whatever, because that's you try to take the extra base, you try to die for shit that you can't get to. You need to be calm in baseball. Um, and Torrey Hunter is the number one perfect example of how uh, intensity can go wrong and goes wrong all the time. He gets caught stealing constantly. He's like 50%. <laughs> He still tries to steal. Like, in his mind, somehow no one is willing to come up to him and say, Tori, you are an old man. You are not fast. You are not good at stealing bases. So he tries to steal about 20 times a year, and now he's getting caught like 13 of those every year. Yeah, and I saw a couple other of like, hey, you know, if he would have, if the pitcher would have bounced it, he would have been safe. If it would have been a wild yep. pitch, he would have been safe. Yeah, you're right. You're right, but he didn't. He on a curveball that had landed in the upper deck. He might have been safe. Yeah, he didn't, and that doesn't happen. And you if you need to steal home 90% of the time success rate for you to continue trying it, and there's no way that was a 90% okay, you should, possibility. <laughs> it, it'd be one thing if the number nine hitter was at the plate and nobody else was on base, and really your only chance of scoring a run is stealing home. They got one of the one of their theoretically decent hitters at the plate. There's the bases are loaded, so if even if he hits a bloop single, they're going to score two runs. It's just 
nauseatingly ridiculous. I just hate Tory Hunter so much for who he has become as a baseball player. And who he represents in the fans' minds, too. Like, KG, we talk about all the time, they're the same person. I don't necessarily hate KG. I hate what he represents to the um, to the local fans. I feel like I say the same thing every goddamn week. I'm beaten down, man. Let's talk about which team owner is evil, lazy. I'm broken. Right <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. We're just... We're beating, we're beating the shit out of the Twins when Mike Pelfrey has a shutout through seven innings. <laughs> which is yeah. just, words that sound so weird. I, I mean, I'm on a lot of cold medicine right now, so I may be making that up. <laughs> I, just, I, I could just be lying completely or hallucinating. Do you guys... Andy, Andy struck out like four guys. I want yeah, to... I, been, I looked at the... I looked at baseball reference today, just trying to get a gauge of who's having a good season and who isn't. And I think in my point of view, that the simplest one stat you could look at just to get a real quick glance for hitters is OPS plus. Um, it's normalized to where a hundred is average and you know, you can kind of use that as a gauge. And then for me, it, um, FIP for pitchers is really good too. Um, mm-hmm. do you guys want to take a guess at, uh, at our number one offensive player right now, and what his OPS plus is? Oh, let me is think it, about this. Is it Mowersy? Mowers. Mowersy. I'm gonna guess it's Brian Dozier, and his OPS plus is about 92. Uh, neither of those. Both of those guys are terrible. <laughs> Brian Dozier has a 66 OPS plus, <laughs> and <laughs> Joe Mauer has an 83 OPS plus. If we're talking about regulars, our best hitter is Trevor Plouffe with a 98 OPS+. plus. Trevor Plouffe is almost average as a hitter. Virtually average. Virtually. Unless, and if we're taking the entire team, I think we all know who our best hitter is, and it's the guy that we've been in love with forever, old Ed Nunez. Ed Nunez? Ed Nunez, 358 plus. But no, um... I would I would love to point out my guy Dan Santana, who I gave up for dead five seconds after I said he's going to be a bro. <laughs> when Wait, you guys pointed out how fucking bro? terrible he is, uh, <laughs> is he really? He's, yep. Did you really name him your bro? Yeah, and you bitched at me the second I said it, and I immediately backtracked. You and John were like, uh, "No, he was really lucky last year, and he's a very bad defensive player." Because I don't watch he the was team my last third, year. And he was your bro, and I haven't given you any shit for it. It's I weird. Forgot. I God think it's because it. I immediately was like, oh my God, you're right. I feel terrible no, about that. No, that's that not stupid. it. I forgot. That's what happened. Oh, oh yeah, that I is forgot. it. That has to be it. You're right. Shit. It's because you forgot. Um, I, uh, well, all this time, I could have been giving you shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I dropped him and I picked up Maurer, which is a terrible. No, it's a cheating and b not no. even that much better. So, um, my guy Dan Santana has an OPS plus. Do you guys want to guess? Forty-one. I'll give you a hint. I think it's a song by Warrant. Oh, seventeen. <laughs> seventeen. <laughs> no, he doesn't have an OPS plus of seventeen. He has an OPS plus of seventeen. So he is like the worst defender in the league at shortstop. Yeah, Andy he's caused the team like three wins already. And he is the OPS plus of a slow pitch softball player. That's um, almost impossible to do. Even better news, he's not our worst hitter right now. Um, 
That would be a guy by the name of Jordan Schaefer. I think he plays outfield. Do you guys want to guess his OPS plus? Is it negative? No, no I don't. John? I don't see too many negative OPSs, but I'm going to guess it is negative. It is negative. Negative OPS plus. No. It's wow. negative 11. <laughs> so I don't even know what that means. Uh, I guess it means like we could do better than him. His OPS, his OPS is 318. <laughs> that would be shitty for an on-base percentage. <laughs> That, that might be why. That might be why Dick and Bert were talking about uh, our, our guy, our former uh, uh, boner guy, uh, Bucks Aaron Chubb? Hicks. Oh, no, Aaron Hicks. Hicks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, but both Bucks and Snow are doing terrible right now, aren't they? They are. Yeah. They are. They are scuffling. I think is the word we like to use here on the Sported Podcast. But uh, Hicksy is like hitting over three hundred and just you know taking shoulder to the wheel. Listening to Clarence Swamptown, just taking yep. a one game at a time and seeing what happens. Just keeping his head down, doing his work, putting in yep. the work. So, yeah, my guess is that's probably going to happen. If, if Dick and Bert are talking about it, it'll happen sooner rather than later. I mean, luckily, it can't possibly be any worse than Jordan Schaefer. It, it literally can't. I mean, that's... that's Negative 11. Negative 11. Our guy Ed Escobar has got a 419 OPS, and even he's got an 18. Yikes. Um, okay, let's move on to the pitchers. Um, well, I don't need to. Go, I don't need to uh, draw this process out too much. They're all fucking terrible. Yep. They're I all have to really imagine, bad. Even though, uh, and I don't want to be called a shill. But uh, Perk has still got to be the best. Yeah, yeah. I know we're all Perk shills. Um, no, he's doing well. He's got a 1.07 FIP, uh, five strikeouts, no walks. He's He is doing well. Um, and Aaron and Tom... given up, like, two hits this year? Perkins? Yeah. Four hits in five innings. Four hits in five... How are, How is his whip escalating alarmingly? It's, it's .8, so... Oh, here's the thing, John. Uh... <laughs> That guy is wrong and lying. That's how it's escalating alarmingly. He's just wrong. His whip is .8, and it's alarming. Alarming. (laughs) Alarmingly. Like, I looked at it, and I just jumped out of my chair like, ah! I was alarmed. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's actually actually better this year than it was last year. His whip was uh, 1.1, and his FIP was 3.1. So, uh, no, that guy is totally wrong. I mean, I mean, I think last year his velocity dipped a little bit, so maybe he heard velocity and got it all twisted up in his genius brain. I'm not exactly sure what happened there, and I don't really care to, to do any follow-up. Um, another guy who's been doing well is Aaron Thompson. But beyond that, um, our guy Tom Malone, 5.4 FIP. Phil Hughes, 4.8. Kyle Gibson, yeah, 5.5. Pelf was at a 6.67. That'll go down after tonight's gem. That'll go down all the way to five or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the so point you're, is... You're not going to apologize is what you're saying. The no, point... <laughs> my, our friend Mike Rand is on Twitter right now demanding that I apologize to Mike Pelf. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I will nah, apologize. buddy. I'll tell you what I told him. I'll apologize when he does. I'll apologize when he apologizes for all the terrible starts and all the stolen money that he's stolen from the fans <laughs> and the taxpayers of Minnesota over the last couple of years. After that, I will apologize. Then and only then. 
Um, the part of John tonight being played by Phil Crinky. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so I know that the uh, Phil Hughes is actually doing really well if you look at strikeout to walk. 13-2 to two is really, really good. Kyle Gibson, not so good. Three strikeouts and nine walks. <laughs> you back the fuck off. <laughs> three strikeouts. He struck out three players, and he's a Major League Baseball pitcher. So every strikeout he gets, he has to walk three guys. That's how he celebrates a strikeout. Pretty weird celebration, Kyle. Um, yeah, that's really terrible news for uh, for him, for us, for the future, for poor Clarence, who doesn't handle being wrong well at all. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so things aren't looking great. To your house and hit you with my fucking car. <laughs> Say that one more fucking time. Oh boy. Um, so my point is that uh, I picked the uh, a, a really really bad guy for my bro, but the rest of you basically did as well because there aren't any bros around so far. Um, yeah, it might be it might be uh, an ugly. As ugly a year as we were expecting, and that's saying something because we were all... I was the most optimistic, and I think I was still thinking they were going to be bad. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's right. Go ahead. You can't really make a judgment on Molitor. Not not only because mm-hmm. they've only played a handful of games, but he doesn't have any players. What, what, right. you, what exact moves would you like him to make? Like, what... He's so they gave him Jordan Schaefer and Shane Robinson. Yeah. All right, go do it, Paul. All right. All I want you to build a house. Here's a pile of rocks. <laughs> oh, and that big pitcher, pitcher we signed is taking horse tranquilizers out <laughs> until July fourth. He's By at a way, rave right now. Your your one I beam that you got to use building this house is still, it's still stuck on a ship from China. It won't be here until halfway through construction. Well, so you can some look scotch at scotch tape and some Twizzlers. Like Ed Escobar, who you know I love. I'm a shill for him. And, yep. Uh, and, he him. Yes, plus. and you're like, and you think about that. Th to many slugging so two hundred. Yeah, but <laughs> what do you want him to do? I don't. Yeah. No, I, like I think this him and put you know uh, Bonds at his prime on the bench to to DH. Escobar instead. It's I don't know. It would kind of be funny if Molitor just took whoever of Schaefer and Robinson he wasn't playing in center field and used the other one as the DH as sort of a silent protest. <laughs> this is what you've given me. I'm going to put one, both of these guys in the lineup at all times until you do something else. That shit has to happen. You know it does. Like once, every, once in a while. You can't be too obvious about it, but I guarantee you. Yep. Managers have been like, "Fuck you! Let's let's see if your guy can play," and just hang him out to dry. Just the first the first time he comes up, you get on the dugout phone and call the general manager's office and be like, "Hey, hey, uh, so how do you like the lineup today?" Yeah, well, I think you see that sometimes with pitchers who are being assholes. You just they just let them sit out there and give up like fifteen earned runs. Like, nah, keep going, keep trying to get out of this, buddy. Um, no, it has to be frustrating for him. There is absolutely no way to make this team um, even somewhat competitive, right? Because we're, we're saying right now one potential solution is Aaron Hicks, one of the worst major leaguers last year. He would be an improvement <laughs> right now. So Why not give him a try? What could go wrong? Yeah, exactly. He could possibly be terrible again, can he? <laughs> yeah. 
Which I'm sure he would be, but not minus 11 OPS terrible. No. That's I almost, that's almost 55, impressive. 60, something like that. You know, historically bad, but not necessarily the worst thing ever. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. Um, yep, still not watching him. Still not going to for a while. Uh, any other Twins thoughts, gentlemen? Torrey Hunter tried to steal home with the bases yeah. loaded. That happened in a Major League Baseball game. I mean, I know we're all bored, but we don't need to talk about that. It was just a terrible thing to do. We don't need to try to explain that the guy was in the windup, that he saw it. Just, he made a bad mistake. That's the end. Um, Torrey Hunter's terrible. Okay, so do you guys want to move on to um, uh, uh, one of our favorite segments? By our, I mean mine. Um, the annual NBA playoff preview in which I assign you a team to cheer for during the playoffs. Do you want to do that? Yes. Yes, sir. So um, I'm just going to pretend we have new listeners. New listeners, here's the thing that we've been doing. Um, I just explained exactly what it is, but um, none of the other three actually pay attention to uh, the playoffs that much. I'm obsessed with it. So I will assign them a team to cheer for uh, for either weird or made up or just no reason at all um and that's how we waste 20 minutes so that's how that's what we're gonna do uh we already talked about this but um clarence you have been assigned the memphis grizzlies i know you're a big big grizzle guy um grizz and grind um the memphis grizzlies are uh ornery cranky Lunch pail guys, kinda just they play old man basketball. You know, there's they're not flashy whatsoever. They they don't even dunk really. And Clarence, I know you're a, you're not a fan of the dunk. Hate the most overrated play in professional sports. Show off layups. Just lay the ball in. It's stupid. It's stupid. Just lay it in. You don't need to. You're seven feet tall. No, it's not. No, I don't want you to lay it in. Dunk. That's great that you dunk, but it's not a highlight. You're seven feet tall. You should be able to dunk. What about Spud Webb when Spud Webb used to dunk? That was awesome. So, how tall are you, Clarence? I'm sorry, what's that? How tall are you? Six one. So, like a nine foot hoop, you wouldn't like think that was pretty cool if you could dunk on it? They still have to jump. God, if I could see you do a windmill on a nine-footer, it'd be amazing. I could dunk on when I was actually not like old like I am now. Sure. I could almost dunk on a regular hoop when I was a kid when I was in high school. Jesus. Yeah, 6'1", I suppose. That makes sense. So you're Are you a, the tallest person on this podcast? Me? Yeah. How tall are you? I'm six, I'm six foot even. Clarence is oh. one inch. So Clarence is the tallest person on this podcast. He's rangy. You've met him in real life before. He's yeah, rangy. He's skinny. I haven't seen him in wiry. so long, though. Wiry is what we're going for here. Sinewy. He's he's, he's wiry and uh, and really hairy. <laughs> <laughs> the most pursued man in sports podcasting today. Super hairy. It was it was weird when we had. Rocket on and Rocket's actually hairier than Clarence. Just, oh God, a couple of Sasquatches. A lot of swarth. You have yeah, not seen that much swarth in a podcast in quite a while. A couple of Sasquatches trading barbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
Chewbacca. Back to the, oh, and the Grizzles won again tonight, didn't they? Yep. 2-0. Yep. Yeah. I love them so much. They are God. great, and uh, it's just a good case of... The NBA, I think... Um, <clears throat> It's probably as interesting as any other sport that you're into, but it's it's interesting to watch um, franchises try to build teams. And we talk about a lot. Do you tank? Do you try to get a free agent? Yada, yada, yada. Sometimes, like the Grizzlies, you just get really fucking lucky, and then you're really good for a long time. So they were a disaster of a franchise. I don't know if you remember this, but they, the Timberwolves, David Kahn fleeced them for a trade. Uh, I know that sounds insane, but David Kahn got the number five pick in a loaded loaded draft for Mike Miller and Randy Foy. Mike Miller and Randy Foy. I don't know if you remember Mike Miller Wait even then was not Hold very on. good. Weren't Mike Miller and Randy Foy on Washington at the time? Oh, was it like a three team or something? Is that what you're saying? No, I thought David Kahn fleece flipped Saunders out of Oh. <laughs> oh, is that right? I are that's what I thought happened. Okay, possibly. So maybe they ended up with him later. But the point is, the Grizzlies were always in the lottery. They got um, Mark Gasol, who's now a MVP almost candidate, like a top 10 player, in some throw-in trade for Paul Gasol. Remember, they traded brothers for each other somehow. Um, a trade so lopsided that um, um, Greg Popovich decided to... Um, uh, file a complaint with the league because he thought it was so unfair for the Lakers. Zach Randolph was a cast-off who nobody else wanted because he was an absolute head case. And now all of a sudden those guys are amazing and they've been like top three, four seeds uh, for the past however many years. So they figured it out um, in the long run. So sometimes you just get really lucky and I think that's those guys. Just like Clarence, generally. Funny stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so, John, I wanted to assign you the Golden State Warriors. What? They're the best team in the league. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like, um, you know, we shit on you so much about this soccer thing. And, you know, you just seem like you need a team to, to go and, and, and have some success. And I was looking at the lineup, and I thought, these guys are fun, and they're good. John... Not only needs this, but John deserves this. So I think the Warriors <laughs> Listen, can be your team right now. We've done, we've said so many terrible things and done so many terrible things. Just have this small token of our, of our sadness for you. And I was hoping You're that a if, miserable human. So try to enjoy this. And I was hoping that if you accept, then we can just continue making fun of you all the time. That's fair. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, so the as we mentioned, the Grizzlies are up to to nothing. They're probably going to win it against the Blazers, and the Warriors are up as well, and um, they're probably going to cruise. So, um, so there you go. Have fun with those guys. I am going. I can't to, wait for the. I can't wait for the Warriors to go in the tank immediately after they're adopted by me. It will be fun to see. I would love to have it happen. Um, I almost wanted to give you um, the Pelicans, who they're playing, just for your um, one of the worst sports takes we've ever had on this podcast was your enthusiasm for the Kevin Garnett trade, which is uh, <laughs> which disappointing just, uh, and upsetting. About the Kevin Garnett trade, though, it was an it was hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Maybe the worst trade ever in Minnesota sports. Up there with Herschel Walker. It was just a total sham. Yep. Done for the most cynical marketing reasons ever. And I still love it because it just for one minute made me happy about the Timberwolves. You son of a bitch. I'm taking the Warriors from you. You get the Timberwolves. Yeah, I get the, You get the Knicks. Good luck with the Knicks, John. Oh, they're not even in the playoffs. Enjoy your sadness. Yeah, enjoy your sadness. That's right. Um, I'm going to take um, the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're all shills in some ways. I am a shill for LeBron. You know this. It's always been the case. I'm never going <laughs> to... Sorry, the Wilds scored a goal. I'm behind Oh boy! Um, My yeah. guy's Persian. That's your guy. That is your guy. You know, pick him up, put him in your pocket. <laughs> is he a little guy? Oh, cutest ever. Um. Okay, so I'm going to take the Cavs just because. Um, and even though they have Kevin Love, who, um, I am surprised at how easily not surprised. Um, how easily I started to hate Kevin Love. I tried to defend yep. him when he was on the Wolves for a long time just because he was he's one of those guys where the team was terrible and everybody just decided to blame Love as if it was you know any of his doing when he was actually really good. But, boy, watching him on another team, he is really hateable. He gives up on defense constantly, and he just constantly whines to the refs as the other team is, like, streaking down for a wide-open dunk, and he yep. just got his yeah, arms outstretched. Forward. Yeah, and he, at one point, I uh, was watching last game, and, you know, I don't know exactly what happened because it was off screen, but Love got worked defensively, but somehow they missed it, and um, or offensively he wanted a call, and the other team came down, LeBron got a steal, and just threw it all the way down the court where Love was still just standing on the offensive side and got an open layup, and I'm like, LeBron, don't, don't reward that behavior, man. He's just, like, not getting back at all. Um so anyway, I still love the Cavs, even though I hate Kevin Love. The end. I'm, I, I'm trying to decide who I want Stu's team to end up being. Well, I have assigned Stu the Los Angeles Clippers. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that uh, Blake Griffin seems like a pretty funny dude, and you're funny, dude. So that's cool. Yeah, and... And a nice thing about the Clippers is um, they have a very awesome new owner, like a legitimately really good owner. So 
Um, and you have a very awesome new job. And both of them felt um, like some sort of fulfilling destiny sort of moment, right? So the Clippers should have a good owner and be really fun because they're in fucking Los Angeles. It should be great. And you should have a cool job writing, and that's what you have now. So that's why I gave you the Clippers. I just want to. I just want to point out. Here's how. Here's how Brandon described all of us. Clarence, angry and grumpy. Uh huh. Me, sad and desperate. Uh huh. Yep. Still fun and exciting. <laughs> See, I really thought he was going to go with the Hawks. I thought I was because they just got bought by somebody who's uh, like an heir to the Spanx fortune. <laughs> yeah, I was. And that is what I'm wearing right now to <laughs> control my muffin top. So, uh, but uh, I'm not. I'm not making that up. Somebody, the, whoever created Spanx, is a partial owner of the Atlanta Hawks now. Spanx, that 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 Spanx, Spanx. money. Yeah, that, that Spanx cash. Yeah. Um, okay. So no, what I was going to say is Clarence. I described as uh, just a hard working lunch pail guy. John, I described as a guy who deserves happiness. Sad and desperate. Just to go ahead and say it. Deserves sad happiness. Me, uh, LeBron Schill. And Stu, um, fulfilling destiny. That's my description of everybody. Well, well, thank you. I like it. I love the Grizzlies. I always have. I love my Memphis Grizz and Grind. Yeah. Did you like them when they were in the town that they were in before Memphis? Clarence, did we lose you? I. <laughs> Vancouver. Yeah. Yo. Vancouver. They, start, they started in Vancouver, Clarence. <laughs> Canadian born team. There's never been a Brad Reeves right there. There's never been a basketball team in Vancouver. That's, I know what you're trying to do. Make me look foolish. You think uh, where? I, where do you think there are more grizzly bears, Vancouver or Memphis? Vancouver. No, Memphis. That's a good question. Isn't it? Are we talking? Neither and both. Neither and both. Who knows? Uh, they started in Vancouver, my friend. I'm sorry to warn you. Um, one of their first draft picks was Big Country Brian Reeves. He was like, I like him. Yeah, Oklahoma. he had that uh, flat top. Yeah, I think he was the last uh, person on Earth with a flat top. He ruined it for the rest of us. So that's good trivia about your team. Um, okay, so do we have any updates on the Minnesota? Nope, we don't have any. Nothing you guys want to talk about about the Minnesota Wild right now. Is that correct? It's a three-goal three game again. That was why I said fuck twice huh. earlier. That's why, huh? Okay. Well, I'm sorry that the uh, mood has been has been killed. I tried to lighten it up with this amazing NBA playoff talk, but for some fucking reason, that didn't seem to work on you guys. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know what the heck's the matter with you idiots. Well, what about the Wolves? Do you want to talk about those guys? They have the lottery coming no. up. They no? no, all right, no. How about? Are the... we getting excited for the possibility of Carl Anthony Towns yet? I don't think we should because I don't think it's possible we end up with him. Um, he is really good and probably is the top ranked. 
of the stat heads. So I just assume that means that we're not going to get him. Although Flip has been, surprisingly, the one thing he's been okay at is drafting so far. So here's the thing, though. Every year there's a guy that's sort of going into the draft process. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's the number one. And then something happens, and everybody manages to outthink themselves. And this is how you draft Hashim Thabit at number two. Yeah. By, I, mean, I believe that was the Grizzlies. I think I may have got – you're right, I got the the Wizards thing wrong, but I'm pretty sure Thabit was a number two draft pick by those hopeless yeah. idiots who are now amazing. Fuck. That was the year when, I mean, Rubio was in the draft, and everyone was like, well, he'll go number one, maybe number two. And then somehow, everyone, he just started falling, and he ended oh. up falling all the way to the Timberwolves because guys kept talking themselves out of him for some reason. That's and how I remember that draft as Memphis fucking up. Okay. Okay, yep. never mind. The trade, they didn't fuck up. They definitely the trade fucked was up Washington. the draft. I'm almost certain of that. Jesus. Whoever in Washington, if that was Flip for sure, fucking idiot. God. <laughs> I like how you tried to make fun of Memphis, but indirectly ended up making fun of Minnesota. That is great. Yeah. That's, oh boy. Um, Yeah, no, I think Towns, but, you know, I think Towns is more of like a late, because Okafor has been the number one all season long. Um, So, but Towns is just, I think, better. It's hard to think of, uh, if you think of the really good dominant teams, at least this year in the past few years, most of them... Their center is not offensive-minded. He's more of a defensive guy. So um, Bogut on Golden State um, is one example. And, you know, they, like Ashik is a pretty valuable guy, Dwight Howard, et cetera, et cetera. So I think you need them to be defensive-minded. And Okafor seems more like an Al Jefferson or a whatever that uh, Vucevic, Vukovic, whatever, for the Magic, who's good offensively, but he just doesn't seem to – or even Peck. Um, he seems to be more in that line, and I'd rather take a defensive Carl Anthony Towns type. Um, so that means we won't get him for sure. We'll end up with gotcha. Emmanuel Moutier or something. Kristaps Porzingas. You know, I mean, we we talk about him all the time. Kristaps Porzingas. You know, good old Kristaps Porzingas. Yeah, KP, exactly. I call him. Yeah, you do. You t- you call him that all the time. Um. So the lottery, I think, is May 20th, May 15th, somewhere around then. Um, so we'll have more to talk about then for the Wolves. But, um, you know, worst team in the league. That's great to hear. Mm-hmm. John is losing my is losing your bet pretty badly with the Sixers. <laughs> Very badly. Unbelievably badly. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be up 12 games at this point. At least, because we have four more years, right? Yeah. This is not going well. Five-year bet. That's fantastic. Um, all right. So do you want to talk about the NFL at all? Is there any – we've got the the draft is coming up next Thursday. I believe we're efforting to do this in person, which will be a lot of fun. But um, either way, are you hearing any steam? Do you have any interest? Is there someone that we should kind of cross our fingers and hopes – and hope falls to us. I know there was that Parker guy for a while for Louisville, but it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of... I mean, I think people would be excited if that happened, but it's not like it'd be an amazing thing for him to fall, right? I, I can honestly say uh, there are three players who I know for sure in this draft. Uh, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, and Max Williams. Those are the three guys <laughs> I know. 
I have not paid any attention to any of the draft stuff. So I, I, and I know we don't need a tight end or a quarterback. So I just, you know, whoever we get, I assume will be hopefully good. Maybe. Clarence, we've, um, if I could interrupt you from watching your, uh, television for a second, um, it seems to be that if you look back through the past, let's say three or four years draft picks, you have assigned a different responsibility with each one of with each one of the picks. Um, so uh, Teddy Bridgewater was a Norv pick, Anthony Barr was a Zimmer pick, Christian Ponder was a Spielman pick, and on down the line, which is fine. Um, it's not fine, but it's we've we've gone through it. Do you have a sense? Like, do you wait until the pick happens, and then depending on how you feel about it, then you assign who was responsible for it, or do you already know? Like this year, all the all the reports are saying that um, you know Zimmer is going to be more involved in the draft, or do you have to wait until you actually see who they pick? I have to wait and actually read the media reports and the quotes, and uh, them telling me actually what the facts are. Big quote guy, um, Big and actually quote just guy. pay attention to. To what the truth is, and, and uh, you know, read some things. And All right, so back it up a little bit. I'm going to write this down. You pay attention to the truth. Yes. Oh, and you said quotes. So the quotes are just things that are a, a thing that any of us could just things read that and understand. Oh, yeah. with the two dots. Yeah, the, 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 the two, two dots do- around yeah, the words. More, well, not so much dots as they are dots with little like. Serif font dots. Well, they're like little kind of like little semen. You know, they've got little... Little tails. Little tails on them. Okay, so Rick Spielman has said, I did the Ponder draft, but I didn't do the Anthony Barr or the Teddy Bridgewater draft. I didn't didn't do those. You're saying there's a quote out there? I'm not going to say that. You got to read between the lines sometimes. Okay. Brandon. All right, all right. I'm learning. I'm writing all this down. So we're gonna wait, and then if if it's a good pick, probably probably like a Zimmer deal, right? Little dose of opinion to them, and no. adding in a little bit of conjecture, God. and then coming up with a souffle of clearance. God damn it! Sorry, I cut out for two seconds again. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. I was talking about two plays. Oh yeah. Are we no, recording or, or yeah? We no, we're recording. We never stopped recording. We're just going to press okay. on through. Um, okay. So I was just curious what you thought this year. The uh, well, no. It's, the, you guys, I know what you guys are. Oh, let's all joke and laugh about. It. But it's <laughs> Norv. Uh, Norv is actually the one that went down and worked out Teddy Bridgewater. He, he's he's the one that essentially. Uh, drafted him it's it's not like that was just entirely made up nor was the one saying well i think that the combine workout is overblown worked him out myself uh i'm entirely comfortable with the pick uh you know so it's not like that's just made up on a whole cloth no but what i'm curious about is did he say to spielman like no not at nine but why don't you like there had we to don't be know. A- of course. We don't yeah. know entirely what happened. No, there's no way of knowing, obviously. And Rick isn't going to go, well, if you know what I wanted was Manziel. But uh, sure glad Norv talked me out of that. I mean, we'll never hear anything like that. Yeah, it's a bummer. 
It doesn't stop me from believing that's what happened. Sure, sure. I wouldn't want to stop you from believing that. I was just curious what your what your gauge was this year because you seem to pay attention to the how you say quotes a little mm-hmm. more than I do. Um, semen. You pay attention to the semen more than I do. <laughs> I just I just don't even care about it. Um, so I was just curious. Um, so yeah, you're right, uh, Stuart. That. Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota are two people who exist. So we've got that going. We know that. Um, the la- I- draft coverage. Draft coverage. <laughs> You're in the pit. Winston exists. Two human beings with heartbeats. Um, heartbeat, 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 heartbeat. Beat, 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 beat. I have a mock draft pulled up from um, Sports Illustrated. They've got Winston number one and Mariota number two, which has that always been the case that they were going to go one, two like that? I thought for a while Mariota had dropped a little bit, but nevertheless, they've got a guy named Dante Fowler from Florida as a defensive end outside linebacker type at number three. So in the four seconds that I've been reading this article, I decided that he's the guy that I want to somehow weirdly drop to 11 um, because they think that he's pretty good. And I think like a defensive and outside linebacker type, like a second Anthony Barr, just havoc, fellas. Wreaking havoc. Zim would work his magic. Oh, boy. Can you imagine those two together? Couple, Couple LTs when you get... When you get old Zimmer working with them. Know what I'm saying? We got two LTs. They'd just be sharks in the middle of the field. Just sharks. Oh, God. Just murdering. Up murdering up fools. Chum. Dun it. Dun it. You know what I'm saying? Elshot Jeffrey. Dun it. Elshot Jeffrey. Dun it. Get in the pit. You're in the pit. Um. This has the Vikings selecting a guy named Trey Waynes. Michigan State. Michigan State. Michigan State. Spartans in the pit. Um, in the pit. He's a cornerback, which I think would be a great position to have a good like player. Um, yeah. So I would like a, yes, I would like a cornerback or uh, some sort of offensive tackle i want to protect our guy because i love him so much i, like, I want to protect I like him the that brandon sheriff brandon I sheriff my daddy to be in the cocoon just an, i want him to sit back there all day long in the cocoon just picking apart defenses just picking him apart teddy b ignoring Norv calls no no i like can't he's call. just pointing to his ear flap the whole time i'm sorry <laughs> buddy I, i'd love to but darn <sighs> things break it up <sighs> Long bomb. <laughs> Mike Williams. <laughs> um, they have got him going 10th right now, so that's another good pick. So uh, uh, the Sports Pit coverage is saying Dante Fowler, Sh- Brandon Sheriff, or Trey Waynes. Those are the picks that we want. All right. Go hide some uh, marijuana in Dante Fowler's underwear drawer or something. Let's, let's see him drop. Uh yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a good idea. I don't have any marijuana. Uh I'm gonna have to try to find some. 
I'll make a couple calls. I'll make some calls, fellas. We'll see what happens. Um, is uh, Adrian Peterson still on the team? Right now or at the right now next week? As we as we yes. watch the wild game. Yes, he is. Okay. Um, his, his his stocky eighth grade agent hasn't tweeted out any pictures. <laughs> ben of himself in a different team's hat. Hey guys, I'm Ben. I'm an agent. Ben. I'm, I'm a body switch comedy that nobody's told anybody about. I want this my, many my years. <laughs> Hi, Super Nintendo Chalmers. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So is the episode t- titled tonight "The Ralph Wiggins of it"? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um. Yeah, Jesus, that guy! What a disaster. Um, is he going to be on the? Do you guys have? I have not been paying attention at all. I love how half of this podcast is just me asking you what's been going on in the sports world. Um, has he been? Uh, uh, has there been any update on whether he's going to be on the team or not? Or what are the? I know we went through the odds last time. Should we try that again? What are the odds that Adrian Peterson is on the Vikings opening day? The last time we were at like five, right? Five percent, weren't we? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't remember. That might not have been when I was on. It seems higher now, though, right? Doesn't it seem higher? I mean, they have to have somebody it take it. a lot it. higher. They're saying if it's going to happen, it'll happen before the, the draft. doesn't happen before the draft. It's not going to happen. So, he's everybody. Just, so then we've got four and a half months to make our peace with him being on the team and we're rooting for, for him, which we can do. It'll take us about five seconds to get to a, that mental Well, the state. first time we bust. He is loose that first time. Then everybody forgets it all. Running right into the pit. <laughs> the pit. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, we'll get there. We'll easily get there. Um, good to know. Uh, well, fellas, um, thanks for letting me bother you while you're all watching the hockey game, but I have <laughs> nothing else to fuck. There's nothing really else to talk about. Nothing else to talk about. So we... We walk I'm slowly. I'm slowly dying. So yeah, we made this one a shorter one. Tonight. So we recorded this with one person who uh, is is uh, on his deathbed and two people who are watching sports. Um, so not the best attention span this week. But we did get through <laughs> some fucking playoffs and some twins griping, which just makes me feel good in general. From like a. Uh, um, psychologist perspective. I just need to lay on the couch and, and, and yell about the twins once again. Hey, Brandon, maybe if we have time, maybe you can assign NBA playoff teams to each of us. <laughs> oh, God, boy. I totally meant to do that. Uh, That's a great idea. Maybe next week we can get around to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Is there, I don't know if there's going to be a game next week, but we'll definitely get into that. And uh, Clarence, I would be really interested in knowing who you would want the Vikings to draft. Oh, yeah, we should talk about that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. I want the OT from Iowa. I didn't get to mention. OT from Iowa. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Brandon something. Sheriff. Yep. Brandon Sheriff. Yeah, we'll give that a whirl. Um, So that'll be all on the docket next week. Uh, We are, as mentioned, efforting an in-person. We'll see what happens with that one. Uh, More to come. Something um, won't work out. Something, something will definitely, yeah. It's it's not fucking happening. There's no way that's happening. 
Um, why do we why do we try so hard every week? Oh, maybe this is the week. Oh no, something's going on. I think it's well, important I, to have traditions. I I've already cleared it with my wife, so I've I've which is which is a big step in a marriage. It is. He's cleared oh. it with my wife. I've also cleared it with my wife, so it's been it's, a thing that's going to be happening. Been. <laughs> <laughs> it's been approved by my wife. Yes. Um, <laughs> good. That's it. Uh, okay. Uh, two of you idiots get back to watching uh, your dumb old hockey team, and the nice person I don't... go to bed, and uh, we'll call it a night, and we'll see you all next week. What do you guys think? Deal? You know what I miss? I guess when the Wild were going to win the Stanley Cup. That was really fun for two days. They can still win in six if they lose tonight, right? Still win in six. It's going to happen, okay. Jonathan. They've outplayed them. They've outplayed them overall. They were down. The game started at 8.30, and by the time we started this podcast, they were down three to nothing. That was that was surprising. 15 shots and four goals up to this point. Uh, I, is... is I mean, maybe Dubnik just like is having one bad night and then he'll be good again. Is that a thing? Or do they get like on hot streaks? I just want to point out you called him Dubnik and I always mispronounce names, so I want to make fun of somebody else for oh, mispronouncing a name. Shit, what is it? Dubnik. Dubnik. The crowd literally, every time he makes a save, they go, Doob. I don't have cable and I don't like the wild. Those are my two excuses. <laughs> That's why I've been calling him Chocolate right Thunder. Now. I do have a claim to fame, though. The hockey reference has pronunciations now solely because I pronounced it Broden. <laughs> Bad right. Sluton got, got so angry, he went in and updated it. He was so games. mad. That would be my Jeopardy one-liner. And it'd, everybody would be like, what the? What? Hockey? Re- what the fuck are you talking about? Um... Well, it was a fun week while we thought that... No, the Wild are good, man. They're good. They're good. They're, they're going to win in six. Right. Nothing it's is fucked, dude. Nothing is fucked. We're totally fine. I want to I believe, but let's ask Clarence. Clarence, what's going to happen in this series? Uh, the arena's going to catch on fire, and it'll be a giant tragedy. And yep. Every year, have a candlelight vigil to remember how horrible. 19,000 yep. fans dead. None this of them is got why out. I identify so strongly with Clarence. He understands. Well, John, at least you've got your warriors to fall back on. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What channel are the NBA playoffs on? Uh, TBS, TNT. TNT. Hey, I get all of those channels. Well, la-di-da, John. La-di-da. <laughs> Stu and I don't have that. Uh, we don't you can have get that. it. You can get it with the internet television. Internet television. So you're you're illegally. We're still recording no. this, John. The authorities are listening to us, as I'm <laughs> sure that they do. I would have to I, imagine we're on a couple lists. It would be a shame if the makers of this product had to send me like a couple three months for talking about it. But there's a thing called Sling TV that you can get on your computer, or on your telephone, or on your tablet device or on any number of other television devices that you might own, such as a Roku or an Amazon Fire TV or something like that. It's 20 bucks a month plus 5 bucks if you want the sports package. You get all the ESPNs. You get a bunch of the cable channels you actually like, like TBS and TNT and stuff like that. If you have a wife that enjoys home and garden television, that's on there. Why yep. does it got to be a wife, John? 
if you have anybody in your family that likes home and garden television, HGTV, yeah, then that is on there as well. It's actually kind of a pretty good cable replacement. Wait, so are you cheating, or is this is this legal? This is legal. This is an actual service that you can pay for from an American company. You don't have to give your credit card to somebody in Saudi Arabia or something like that. I just thought you were tapping into your parents' cable by like put because that's what I've done, and that's cheating. No, nope. and that's illegal. That's illegal. You so you just, please, you just, please, sirs, sirs. <laughs> Please quit ignoring my question. Did you know there was a third property, brother? <laughs> There's not a third property. Just heard this tonight. There's a, no, his name is apparently apparently his name is Drew 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 Property. Drew Property. I thought one of the other ones was named Drew Property. <laughs> he's got like uh, like punk rock hair, and he just no, he doesn't. Get out of like here, Chris Angel. Like uh, Chris Angel, mind freak. Yes. Like Dave Navarro, just all black Get makeup. Out of here. Little Billy Joe Armstrong, yeah, he's he's a punk rock property brother. He breaks into their homes as they're in the middle of building them and just fucks them up with is his he skateboard. On their show? I think so. Um, this or is, is he like, like the Manning brother and you just never see him, but he yeah. does exist? Cooper? Yeah. Cooper's yeah, not Cooper real. Manning he's their imaginary the brother. Property brothers, yes. So, yeah, so he's this, on the show. What's his role? Uh, I would have to. I'll have Twitter's angriest mom, Melissa Floyd. I will have to ask her about that. <laughs> but, um, I will, uh, the T A M. Yep. Hey Tam. Hey Tammy. Yep. Old Tammy Floyd. So does he just show up like after the second commercial break and ask for money or what? Hey, uh, I, it's hard to say. Jonathan, uh, maybe a little loan ski to get me through till painting. What do you think? I'm good for it, man. He's like scratching his neck. property brother i'm glad that we uh everybody just stopped listening to us and then we had some fun things to talk about after everybody gave up mm-hmm. i like how i do that that's the opposite of how it's supposed to be fyi yeah we're supposed to really start strong and then peter out towards the end but... yeah. yeah what we do is i talk and you guys all just watch tv it's a funny different way to do things you know we've all got our own ways um <laughs> all right uh good are we good? Have we gotten all out of our system? Good. good group session? The Wild are down 5-1 to one now. Oh, Holy shit, really? Jesus. They got to get Dubnik out, put in Kemper. I hate everything. No, you're high. Yeah, he is actually Kemper. extremely high. Actually, for, no, for, yes. just for, the, for the game, is that a bad idea, Clarence? For the game? For the game. It's 5-1. to one. Kemper? For the rest of the game. Uh, I don't know. I th- I hope they just start a big fight. <laughs> I hope David Backus is run over by the Zamboni. Vince Coleman getting eaten by a tarp style. Just everyone sees it coming, but nobody says anything. Uh, just tie don't want it to happen. Motion picture. Tie it on the train track. All right, well, with that long sigh, I think we should probably officially sign off. Uh, Well, gentlemen, good effort. Good try. Uh, We'll get back into it next week. Uh, Good job, guys. Great job. I love everybody. God bless. Good night. Sports pit. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.